Once Upon a Time is right now here at Fable City Radio with your host, Martha Whitehouse. Sometimes fairy tales are just plain strange. This is one of those times, and this is one of those fairy tales. Tonight's story is the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. It is an extremely silly fairy tale published in 1905 by the Brothers Grimm. It falls into a category I like to call fairy tales with brutally abrupt endings. It's a short story compared to some of the better known fairy tales by the Brothers Grimm. Most of the stories with these brutally abrupt endings are very short, almost as if the original raconteur were cut short by the pressures of starting some other chore, and so they didn't have time to give their story a more polished ending. The abrupt endings of these fables and fairy tales always makes me laugh, and I hope you will enjoy this one. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Mouse, The Bird, and The Sausage by the Brothers Grimm. Once upon a time, there lived a mouse, a bird, and a sausage. They lived together in perfect harmony. They had formed a working partnership, and each one of them had a job to do to support their household. Every day, the bird's job was to fly into the forest to gather firewood and bring it back to the house. The mouse's job was to tend the cook fire, fetch water, and set the table every evening for their meal. And it was the sausage's job to cook. The sausage was an excellent chef, and as soon as she had finished cooking the stew, or porridge, or succotash, or whatever it was she was preparing, she would slide herself into the pot or skillet and slither around, giving every dish a nice, greasy, salty, savory flavor. The mouse enjoyed stoking the fire, and he was really good at pumping water by jumping up and down on the pump handle. His chores didn't take very long to complete, and each day when he was finished, he liked to relax in the cozy house and watch the sausage do her cooking. Her cooking techniques fascinated the mouse. One day, while the bird was out in the forest picking up dry twigs for kindling and putting them into his metal bucket, he ran into another bird, a crow, who was a friend of his. I say, said the crow, I always see you out here every day gathering wood for hours and flying away with it. That's a lot of work. What are you doing? The bird explained his living situation. I live with a mouse and a sausage, he said. The mouse tends the fire, draws the water, and sets the table. Then the sausage cooks the meal. Well, they've got it easy, said the crow. That mouse can finish his work in just a few minutes, and then he's got nothing to do for the rest of the day but laze around and nap. And that sausage, my gosh, all she does is cook a little meal. Anyone could do that. On the other hand, you, my friend, have to carry heavy wood for hours and drag it back to your house you should stand up for yourself. With that, the crow flew away and the bird was left to think bitterly about the division of labor in his house. 
When he flew home, he told the mouse and the sausage that things had to change. I do all the hard work around here, said the bird. From now on, things will be different. I want to get the water and tend the fire. But that's my job, said the mouse. Not anymore, said the bird imperiously. Now that is my job and you, he said turning to the sausage, can go out into the forest and bring home the wood. Some exercise will do you good. Are you sure you want me to go outside? asked the sausage. She wasn't very happy about leaving the house where she had been so content for so long. Yes, squawked the bird. Tomorrow, bright and early, go out to the forest and gather wood. The mouse and I will take care of everything else. So all three of the housemates went to bed. And when morning came, the sausage decided to follow the bird's orders, determined to do the best wood gathering she could. She bade her companions goodbye and left the house headed for the forest. She had hardly walked 10 steps when a large dog smelling the delicious scent of sausage grabbed her up and ran off with her. When several hours passed and the sausage hadn't returned, the bird flew out to look for her. He saw a large dog running out of the woods and flew lower to talk to him. Have you seen my friend, he asked. She's a sausage. She was very delicious, said the dog. The bird felt sad, but he was determined to carry on with his life. He returned home and told the mouse that the sausage wouldn't be coming back. The mouse began to cry because he was quite fond of the sausage. Now none of that, said the bird. We must carry on and live our best lives without her. The fire is already burning. Get to work doing your cooking at once while I go draw some water. The bird left the house and headed for the well and the pump. After he left, the mouse went into the kitchen to start cooking. He decided to make porridge as it was one of the sausage's best dishes and he was feeling a little nostalgic about the sausage. As he stirred the hot porridge, he remembered what the sausage had done to make all of her dishes so delicious. So he jumped into the pot to slither around in the porridge. Almost immediately, the heat from the porridge made him faint and he died in the pot. Out at the well, the bird hadn't fared any better. While he was trying to figure out how to work the pump, it hit him on the head, knocking him out and into the well where he drowned. The end. Now you see what I mean when I said this story was silly. Even though it's nonsensical, I think it contains some good points. And since many people aren't familiar with the story, I'd like to discuss it just a little bit. A modern person reading this fairy tale would be tempted to think that the Grimm brothers were smoking or snorting something when they wrote it down. It's just that weird. But remember, the Grimm brothers were really academic philologists and lexicographers who collected stories from the oral folklore traditions of Germany. They just wrote down the stories, adjusting them as they saw fit. These stories had been circulating among peasant populations for hundreds of years, so maybe it was the oral storytellers who might have consumed some type of psychedelic fungus along with their daily bread. Why else would someone make up a story about a talking sausage that seasons food with its own body? A self-seasoning meal sounds like the fond wish of a peasant woman forced to do a lot of cooking. 
It also sounds like something Shaggy and Scooby-Doo would see on one of their trips, if you catch my air quotes. No matter what your state of inebriation, this story is really a cautionary tale about trying to fix something that isn't broken. The arrangement and division of labor amongst the bird, the sausage, and the mouse is working just fine until the bird's ego gets in the way. In the Grimm Brothers version of the story, they make sure to emphasize that the three friends share a prosperous life together that has been working for them for years. There is really no reason to change anything about the arrangement, but the bird lets an outsider instill a feeling of wounded vanity into his thoughts, and he forgets just how good everything in his life already was. I don't think the story is trying to tell us that change is bad, just that change for the sake of change alone usually doesn't work out too well. New Coke, anyone? The gruesome deaths of everyone in the story may feel like a bit much, but fairy tales are rarely subtle. Check out the truly gnarly maiming of the mean stepsisters in the original Cinderella. It involves eyes being plucked out and feet getting chopped in half. Yikes. And I have to say that with a juicy sausage walking around outside, I pretty much saw its demise coming from a mile away in that story. The abruptly bleak conclusion of the fairy tale is written that way precisely to create a shock so that the listener gets the message clearly. In the case of the mouse, the bird, and the sausage, that message is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Another message may very well be, don't let an outsider give you advice about a situation that you know better than they do. We all have enough things to worry about in life without trying to fix problems that don't really exist. Keep that in mind until the next time we meet in Fable City Radio.